This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway. Supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza, sliceonbroadway.com. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash awesomecast. Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at sidekickmediaservices.com. Time to get geeky, get awesome. It is the Awesome Cast, episode 509. Mike Sorgat, Sorgatron here on the Sorgatron Media Studio in Beachview, Pittsburgh, PA. Ready to get geeky with our crew, our awesome crew tonight. Let's go down the line. First of all, from Studio C in Dormont, PA. Just basically down the tracks from us, our buddy John Chachilla of Big Bank International Esquire. How you doing, good sir? Pretty good. How are you doing this week, sir? All right, all right, all right. Uh, and also with us, as I am getting updated over here, also with us, Katie Dutters with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold on. I got to go. <laughs> Sorry. I had a call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you found your phone. Fantastic. It's one of them. Oh, snap it shut. Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, just like we were talking about last week on the show. If you missed that, uh, we was uh, what were you watching? Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> also with us, she is the wait. Help me! I'm going to try to remember the. Uh, is it the weekend editor on The Verge? That's yeah, got all the important words right. Kim Lyons back with us once again. How you doing, Kim? I'm good. It seems oh. like every time I come here, I have a new job, but I've actually had this job for a while now. So. This is yeah, this is new. You know, it's uh, I I I don't think I I don't think I've had Bobby Cherry back on since he returned to his other job. <laughs> so like, I don't know if we broke the chain on that, or I have to wait for him to leave again, uh, for mm-hmm. what he's doing. So. I I, like happy there so i, I good. think i'd probably book him yeah. good good he's overdue Whatever. he's overdue somebody somebody remind me to book him when i'm not busy doing a show uh, <laughs> so, but this is the awesome cast we got a crew uh, a fun crew this week we got a lot of fun stories to get into please go check out everything at awesomecast.com uh please follow us on the twitter and the facebook awesome cast all over the place and awesome cast over on youtube i know there's a few things so somebody else got it uh please subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast player or you can subscribe to the sorgatron media master feed that includes everything that happens here at sorgatron media as well as our partners like thrifty and bardic mystery tour and our friends at comic book pit always putting out some great stuff and keeping in the loop on all of that kind of stuff and of course we are live every tuesday 7 p.m eastern time we are live on the facebook page on the youtube on the twitter and also on the sorgatron media Twitch, and I swear we'll get the LinkedIn if they ever approve me for my page. But anyways, we're working on it. I thought I almost had it tonight. But if wherever you are, please hit the like button, the share button, the watch party button, and uh, uh, that helps you know let us know that you guys are enjoying what's going on out there and gets us in front of a little bit more people as well. Sometimes I just go over here and tap Periscope for a while uh, and hard it up. Uh, <laughs> so... 
And also, thank you to our audio partners, our friends at the405media.com and Post Industrial uh, that have been sharing some great podcast action from uh, our network as well. And thank you to our Patreon supporters, patreon.com slash awesomecast. Our friends at the Coffee Club level, Matt Weller, John DeGore, and John Carmen. And our friends at the Fan of the Show level, Michael Fedor, pghmuseums.org, Professor Buzzkill, another fine podcast at professorbuzzkill.com, and a Dave Podner of the Tiny Shutter podcast. Love seeing other podcasters supporting this podcast <laughs> that they really appreciate that and really appreciate everybody that does support this show and uh, helps us keep the lights on around here and the in the podcast machine rolling so let's get into our awesome things of the week ignore my awesome thing i wrote in there um but uh, uh kim what is your awesome thing we'll start with you since you're uh, you're back with us today well i don't know how awesome it is but it was super interesting to me so i was <laughs> We've done a lot about um, COVID-19 and testing, you know, and, and what that looks like. And I mean, I think most people know by now when you get tested for COVID-19, it, it's a really long swab that basically goes up pretty much into your brain cavity. Like it's, it's all up there. Um, and so yep. one of my colleagues at The Verge had a story this week where it's a new initiative to get robots to do the swabbing. And it's, it's, kind of fascinating and horrifying at the same time because you know it's kind of a standard robot it's not like a sexy cylon robot or like a replicant or anything good like that it's just kind of a, a robot with a really scary looking swab and actually the photos of if you look at the article the photos are like there's one diagram that shows how far up the swab was. i don't need to keep harping on that but it's amazing to me like how deep it has to go so i was sort of curious like would people be on board with letting a robot swab them for coronavirus because i mean obviously it has its upsides right like you don't have to get other person involved you're lowering the risk of infection you know it's maybe a little bit more efficient but like if that robot slips or like you know something happens and it decides it becomes self-aware at that exact moment when it's (laughs) probing your brain like that's not ideal so i did a little twitter poll and i said hey would you let a robot you know swab you for coronavirus and my options for the poll were you could have six, the sexy blonde pylon. You could have Rachel, the replicant. You could have Arnold, the Terminator, or just get the F out of here with that. I don't want any robots near my. And most people said, no, thank you. I do not want a robot following me. But the second place winner was Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terminator. Like to me, I would rather have an attractive <laughs> robot. If I'm going to sit through this and it's going to potentially give me brain damage if it screws up. Wouldn't I rather have, you know, an attractive Cylon or someone to, at least I felt good about them being the last space I ever saw. I don't know if I'd want Terminator. But it's very cool. It's a very cool concept. It's just kind of like the real world implications are a little bit. It'll it'll freak you out. Read the story, though. It's a really good story. Explain the stuff. So so maybe we pick... Maybe oh, we picked sorry. Arnold because uh, the, we've been watching him social distancing with his donkeys for the last several months. People feel like he'd be really efficient at like in and out, yeah. and out grab your nose, you know, I don't know. <laughs> and I feel like you'd, you'd really want to go with the attractive robot, but maybe, you know, something you said for, you know, masculine efficiency. I don't know. I, I, I give up trying to figure out how, why people answer Twitter polls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're saying Chilla? I, I don't. Uh, I actually kind of like the the harness thing that he's. I even if it was a person, I wish there was that harness. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. 
I'm sure for the robot, it keeps you perfectly in place so the robot knows what to do. But how does the Skynet's going to attack them? (laughs) Blob in there, and all suddenly they all network, and then yeah, we don't have coronavirus, but you know, you have (laughs) a brain implant. (laughs) But so we, my my son had to get swabbed at Children's Mm. Hospital, and it did look extremely comfortable, and I was nervous about him fidgeting. So I wish there was that type of harness, even for me. Like, I feel like if I could grip the harness and push my head into it, like. Mm, mm. It, have you no. done, wait, have you done this yet? Have you, have you had one? I have one? not. You've had one. I've not been swapped. Katie, you had the nose one, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, Kim, you haven't had one yet? I have not. I've Everybody's been doing it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not a trend follower. I'm a trendsetter. Oh, good. Yes. So, you know, Just since you're not first. I'm going to get the saliva one, like when, when before it's mm-hmm. cool. Oh, I no, look I forward to that. I don't want up in my brain. I have enough problems up in here. I, I uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to, I had to self-impose it. Uh, Katie, was, was your experience? Uh, so you've you've had probably the the closest uh, uh, experience that a robot would be a replaceable thing with this. How how are you feeling about this idea, especially when you well, see I, that diagram? <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty easy, like because mm-hmm. because the nurse did it, you know, at the hospital before I had surgery. It was very, very efficient and mm-hmm. just like, doot, doot, done. And I knew it was, you know, I wasn't probably, you were more like, did I go far enough? Am I, oh, yeah. You know? There's a lot of self doubt in my uh, yeah. self imposed CVS drive through test. So, um, <laughs> yeah, while I was being instructed and, 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 and supervised, it does, it does feel quicker than, than it actually is, I guess. But, um, I don't know. I don't know about this because it, again, it just feels like it's too, too close to the pain, the, to brain poking, doesn't it? So. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like a roller coaster. Like you're holding on the sides. <laughs> well, just wait for whatever. Whatever next a uh, uh, hostel or Bloomhouse film is or Final Destination is going to have the unfortunate uh, uh, brain poke of doom, COVID brain poke of doom. Swabbing robots. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, That's a that's a word salad over there. COVID. <laughs> covid brain poke of doom uh but uh i i don't now you gotta now you gotta wipe down the harness and and and, and, like it's 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 more problems really think it through it's kind of like a lot of i have no all right all right all right we got to go to something less squirmy here Yeah. It's all downhill from here, guys. Just like after you've had that test. Now you just have to wait ten days for uh, to find out. <laughs> um, Chilla, we discussed. Chilla, I, no, I can't go from that to email. I can't do that. No, you know what? <laughs> Screw it, Katie. Katie and I have a co awesome thing of the week, and it is the WWE Thunderdome crossover, guys. But they did something really cool this week, Katie. I've explained this like multiple times already on other shows. What the hell is the Thunderdome? So the Thunderdome is uh, it's down in Amway Center down in Orlando. And so they have the WWE ring in the middle and they have a wall of people. These are little individual little boxes. And you can see, you know, you could have your face in there. Um, You buy a very expensive ticket. (laughs) No, no, you don't. Oh, really? Is it cheap? No, it's free. It's free. It's sign up. Ooh. It's first come, first serve. Whoa, I didn't realize that. Yeah. And it's, yeah, absolutely. Go, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I, I remember reading something was expensive. It must have been something else involved with it, whatever. But, <laughs> but 
but it's essentially you get to watch and you're watching the matches um, on, you know, you'll see your face like you're in the audience and you get to react. And uh, the producer of the show will you'll when you're when you're the, participating at the producer of the show will announce which wrestler is coming out and that you should applaud or, you know, so mm. you're making sounds. So the it sounds like there's an actual audience there. So there, there's a lot of the, yeah, it's so it, it was kind of nice because they've been doing this at their performance center, which is basically just a warehouse that that where they would have a few rings set up and they, they trained everybody. Um, so it's been very like they've started bringing in some of the, the, the lower trainees would come in and be an audience. and They're behind plexiglass and all this. So in NBA has done a version of this, too. Right. Where there's been like these like uh, I believe Microsoft Teams was the technology behind it um, down in their NBA bubble. So basically, WWE made their own WWE, not set bubble kind of situation. But if, hey, Katie, I don't know how much of the shows you've watched or the videos or whatever, but the show feels like a big WWE show again. It's ridiculous. Like, I, just watching them and watching them come down and all the lasers and all the lights and the crowd and the sounds. The, the pyro in the crowd. <laughs> You can't do that anymore. No, no. There's like there's pyro. Like before, you have pyro on the stage, and that's it, right? Because there's nobody there, and it's a safe zone. But there's like literally like where the fan faces are. There's like pyro going across in between them and over them and everything. Like it's it's wild. But um, but yeah. So go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say. So the really techie side of things is the additional trailer tractor trailers of just tech stuff they did to set this whole thing up. And I found an article, it's got like, they had over 1,600 million, or 16 million LED pixels for the Thunderdome. Mm -hmm. Um, And the seats alone were 1,458 tiles, 600 millimeters, or wait, what is this? Seven millimeters by 600 millimeter tiles. That doesn't sound right. I don't like this article already. (laughs) Um, I was just like, wait a minute. And um, they just talk about there was three 30K projectors covering the ring, 32 20K projectors um video screens everywhere mm-hmm. uh what else was really interesting the oh 6100 plus pieces of pyro yes 100 plus lasers and there was a whole like screen like 32 projectors that projected onto the screen and on the screen that above this on the ceiling uh, but the number of trucks they were talking about the number of trucks and the normally touring truck is 21 protect production trucks but they added eight more trucks of just the rigging, seven more trucks of video products, five trucks of lighting, and one truck of pyro. Yeah. So yeah. this whole thing, like all together, is double what they would normally do for a raw show. So so they're doing so they're doing this for the Monday show, the Friday show, the pay-per-views, of which there was um, one Sunday, and there's actually gonna be an additional one this next Sunday. Pay-per-views on WB Network, of course. This does not include the NXT shows that they do on Wednesdays and also had their show on Saturday. Those are still happening at Full Sail University um, as they were before, just with the affirmation kind of crowd and plexiglass, which is good because they've always kind of felt different. They've never been a big arena show like this, for really. So, so it's got that vibe. They are piping in crowd noise. Um, somebody pointed out the the loop. You can hear like one guy every thirty seconds. Uh, so you know things well, like they that. They should be using. They should be using the people that are pumping in over the video. You should be able to like. Well, yeah, but you, you know, okay. Have you been in the Zoom room with with like ten people? <laughs> like, 
that gets like a where everyone wild. gets quiet or yeah no no, no it gets, just turns into a garbled mess or something there's a point uh, on there's a point on monday because everybody's coming out of course like su- you know fr- sunday a lot of people were fr- experiencing first but they were doing matches of course there's no promo stuff on mondays and people would come out and the, the champion comes out to do his kind of victory speech and he's like hey guys i want to try something everybody give me a thumbs up right now and then like everybody did i he started doing that i'm like oh god now we're going to find out what the lag is <laughs> on everything um obviously they're they they so it's a first come first serve thing at wbthunderdome.com you go see if it's open i signed up for friday smackdown and didn't even get a link um uh jen carlin's uh got a uh got into SummerSlam late in the show and stuck around a little bit uh so you can tell they're 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 changing up the faces every now and again uh, so you see that's kind of shifting throughout the show. So you can keep looking for different people. I felt like we were distracted just looking for people doing weird stuff. Friday night, they found a guy sleeping. Um, um, there's been some unfortunate things where there was a picture of uh, murder-suicide wrestler uh, Chris Benoit. Uh, there was an unfortunate uh, uh, guy in a, a KKK hood. There's been other kind of signs of of disapproval of WWE that popped up. Like uh, that sometimes there's just like, hey, there's a clown for some reason, right? Uh, so, so the, and I'm sure they see those and they get booted and will probably get their IP banned or whatever. Right. Cause that happened, that happened on USA network last night. Most of those things, uh, most of the bad things apparently. Um, and remember they're also on Fox, a general FCC controlled network as well. So they got to be real careful with that. Um, but, uh, it's, I say this is the, I haven't wanted to watch WWE for the vibe for months and this brought it back for me. So I don't, I don't yeah, it did the same for me. Like mm. it was, it was actually, it felt like a real production yeah. Yeah. Like as opposed to just like a scrimmage. <laughs> it felt big. It felt big. And yeah. that's what we've missed from it. So, but that's more of a discussion for the other show. Uh, but I, I don't know. Uh, uh, Kim, John, have you, have you seen any of this other than uh, what we're just showing here? No, this is, it's really, wow. <laughs> this was the first, I saw it on the, on the list of awesome things. But wow. Here. Like I've been on like awkward Zoom calls too, like you were talking about before. Like, like the worst ones are the ones where someone's talking and everyone has to tell them that they're muted. But like, I don't know. The more people you add to the Zoom call, the higher the awkward gets. Even mm-hmm. if you're trying to do like a webinar or a presentation or whatever. Um, but then you know, the other day Zoom was down. It was like, yay! Oh, my meeting canceled. First day of school for some people. I know somebody yeah, goes, somebody, yeah. somebody goes cow you, and they're like, well, Zoom's down today. That's fun. Well, yeah, but I mean, all the poor parents, right? Who like yeah. cow is just <laughs> waiting for the Zoom to start so I can like get these kids off me, and you know, and it goes down for half a day. Yeah, that wasn't the best, the best timing for them. But yeah, I'm, no. I'm getting weary of the Zoom meetings with like 15 you know, pages and tiles. It's just it's hard to. Ugh. One person has their camera on. One person's Wi-Fi is bad. It's just. We have had as many of 15 people uh, on a show that we would load up before a show, and they they would have segments. So think of it as not 15 at the same time, and this is all pro wrestlers, so they're not yeah. entirely technically proficient on top of things yeah. uh and then you we go to it and and have to ask them to unmute in the you know like we do this show but you know it's it's like hey remember to unmute or text them or the the host has to has to do it because i'm just in background like mm-hmm. it's it's just wild wild what you can do with those so but i, I think everybody's getting a little bit of fatigue from it 
Well, yeah. another, another older technology that we've had fatigue for years for is email. And Chilla? Well, wait, wait, real quick. I'm well, surprised okay. they don't do, or do, do they? Because I'm, I'm, I'm not hip on the, the wrestling stuff. But with all those trucks and all that technology and all that equipment, is there like a VR pipe where I can join with like a VR headset and watch? Not currently. Like, um, no. No, not right there. Not currently. Uh, they've done VR with Next VR, um, where they would kind of like they had the cameras around, like on the posts and in front of the ring and stuff, and they would they would switch them and then put out some of the matches from a pay per view, maybe. Like that's really okay. all the VR that they've done so far. But in this, no, there's not. So well, what a good idea. Mm-hmm. I think that would be super cool. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't want to be on Zoom with just you. Just see me with my goggles on, looking around. But yeah, there's like no, the <laughs> way to look cool with the goggles on. I mean, we need to. Where's the technology? Making them look better. Maybe I'll <laughs> be yep. dazzle mine. Chilla, yeah. they also had two uh, drones that they're able to do indoors because there's no people in there. Oh, production. they're doing that instead of the jib crane, aren't they? Yeah. And I didn't even notice because it just looks like their jib shot. Yeah. <laughs> I think. What so. happens if like? What happens if one of the drones get hit? Gets hit by like a flying chair or something? I don't think they're. No, no, they're out there. They're up there. Oh, they're, they're out there. Yeah, yeah. They're they're not anywhere near the ring if they're doing that. Although you never know, they could do that. They they could just decide to like do a, a crazy swooping shot over a rest hold in the middle of the ring or something, right? I don't know. Um, maybe they maybe they get a little more bold after the first week of of all the technical issues getting this thing to work. Uh, first off, so there were points. Something happened. I think a match just ended. Everybody was booing it. And they did a close-up because they'll do these close-up shots or these reaction shots as if the crowd was there. Because, you know, yo, something happens. Cut away. Oh, my God. Guy going crazy in the crowd, right? Or booing or some kid or something, right? They're still doing that physically with cameras pointed at the screens. So the one time they do that, and it's like the wide shot of everybody booing, and then they stop the entire screen froze for like a half a second. And we're just like, oh no, he broke the screen. So I'm kind of waiting for that. And considering that everything is now live again, like at what point do it like, okay guys, we got to reboot the screen. So, you know, yeah. cut, cut to commercial. Like, yeah, what, yeah. How does that work? Yeah. Like at baseball games and stuff, it freaks me out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like it's just not. Uh, I'd be, I get it. I'm crowd noise. I'd be. I'd be very curious about that. Uh, about that redundancy system. Chilla, can we talk about email who's, now? Who's the, Who's their oh. sponsor? Are they using? Who are they using? For tech. Yeah. Um. Are I they would, using Zoom or on twenty four or what? So I think it's their own thing. I know that Jen was in on her phone, but I don't think they're using some kind of professional backend. So, like, it, it, the company was mentioned at some point. Also, I think they got this together in about a month. So, which is in itself impressive. Chilla, can I finally code you? So, so yeah, I, not only can I pack rat my, uh, my emails, now I can pack rat my Chrome tabs. Oh, no. So, oh, Chrome no. is part of an update today. Has You ha- now have the ability to group your tabs and kind of shrink them down into a group. If you go to, like, partway down that page, there's, like, like inches down that page, there's an animation that hmm. shows kind of, like, the shrink and expand of tabs in Chrome. Um, 
and you can actually name the groups of tabs. Mm-hmm. So I thought this was super cool because what I do for this show, in fact, I typically have a browser open and all the tabs in there are stuff I've kept throughout the week to add to the show, or I'll keep a different browser open with stuff for work. Now I can keep it all in one place. And what I'm really interested in is will this sync across devices? Mm -hmm. Because if that's the case, then it'll make my life even more easier. Like when I'm looking, because sometimes I'm like, uh, I'll just email this or I use, I don't know if you've ever used pocket. I'll use pocket um, from time to time, but I really like this idea of being able to group my tabs, expand them, shrink them, presentations for work where I want to have a bunch of different tabs open to, to show something. Um, I can put all of the, I can stage all of the stuff and, but keep all my other stuff in there. Um, and if you're worried about, about um, an issue or issues, they're claiming that even with this tab should be loading up to 10% faster. Um, the other thing they added is when now when you hover over a tab, it will show you a preview um, of what's in that tab, which is also, I think, super nice, especially if it's, I don't know if you do the thing where like you're on Amazon and you're like, oh, that looks pretty cool. I'll right click open a new tab and like mm-hmm. you have like this whole yep. thing of opened in new or, tabs, either out of Google searches or whatever. Um, and you're trying to figure out which one was which. Or or for um, me, uh, like podcast day when I'm posting this show, it's all the places it posts to, like every format. And I tab across all of them. And uh, and it's like, okay, title, 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 description, 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 tag, 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 you know, like paste across all of them. So that could that could maybe help that too. Also, hiding tabs, because I realized when I did a production and we had to last minute figure out, figure out how to do a sort of quasi multi-cam shoot um, via Google Meet. And I realized I showed the codes to our meeting the entire show when we went to those shots because I couldn't full screen the the Firefox on a Mac, you know? So it would be nice to kind of like push those over into their own thing maybe uh, just mm-hmm. to be a little safer because somebody could have really made things a headache for me. Uh, and I realized like halfway through the show, I'm just like, okay, just hope nobody notices. It's small on the screen. Everybody's on their phone. We should be good on Facebook, right? So, but it worked otherwise. But guys, lotteries are hardcore we did a sportsman bash on Saturday morning and it was like, like intense, intense. Also, Doug was a part of that too. So, um, anyways, no, that's cool. I, so, so it looks like I need to jump back over to Chrome from Firefox. Cause I've been using it. If they, if stuff's getting a little faster, like I got off Chrome cause it was really kind of bogging down the Mac side. So is it time for me to co- hop over and give it a give shot it, for a while? A try. I got to say that organizing tabs thing is a huge game changer because what I do is like, I'll leave a tab open. Oh, it's like my response to emails, right? Like if I don't get to it right away, I want to read this thing, but I don't have time right now. But yeah, so I'll leave the tab open and leave it open. And then eventually, you know, like, what did I open? oh yeah, that tab's open. So be able to group the tabs into my different, you know, distraction pods or whatever, like stuff I'm going to read, you know, Stuff I'm gonna hate read. <laughs> I'm not sure if it syncs across devices, but I mean that it seems like a no-brainer. But you know, I'm not sure. But uh, that definitely would, would it, be incredibly it, helpful. It should. I, I, I'm curious how it would translate to like your Apple version of Chrome. 
yeah. perhaps. But um, you would think it would just be it would just like be, the, it, like it would a just, scrollable. Yeah, it'd just be a heading, right? right? Even if it was just a scrollable list with yeah, it was broken out into the groupings would be nice. Absolutely. That's the, yeah. I'm gonna have to hop up back over to that. So, anyways, hey, uh, also want to hop over and give a shout out to our good friends down the street here at Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasts with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Uh, our friends at the Beachview Carnegie East End locations. No more PNC Park, unfortunately. Is baseball still happening there? I guess we can. Que- I guess we can question whether it ever did, but. Uh, 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 they of course moved out, but uh, you know a lot of great stuff, a lot of great support for them from the awesome cast uh, nation out there. Thank you everybody who has been supporting them and tweeting us when you do. Really do appreciate that too. So check them out, sliceonbroadway.com. All right, guys, uh, we had, of course, we always have a lot of uh, contributions over on the Facebook group for Awesome Cast, and I believe Doug dropped one for us um recently uh this is a kickstarter called the duo link speaker buds uh chiller i know you're a you're a earbuds guy uh what uh, did you take a look at these yet i i did not look at these and i'll be honest why i've been burned a couple times recently on oh, the on the kickstarter deal on the kickstarters and uh what's the other one indiegogo uh-huh so I've kind of, I've taken a rest. I like you. Know, I like the idea, but again, like like headphones have kind of, uh, if they're not done right, they're they're they they turn out really kind of rough. So the idea is, this is a, uh, it's earbuds that can uh, change into. You put them in the dock, and the dock itself is also a speaker. For one thing, and I think, yeah, switching between dual speakers, true wireless earbuds and a uh, portable speaker. So you can actually separate the two halves of your charger, and it becomes two different speakers that are still wirelessly connected. So I like the idea, but I kind of want to wait until Apple steals it to know, to, to know it works, right, Kim? Right. I mean, yeah. I agree with you, though. Like, Kickstarter, I see some of these, like, oh, I'd like to support faders, and oh, that's a great idea. But, yeah, too many things that are working. Also, like, People like different things. Like I really like the big headphones that go over your ears, mm-hmm. so all the noise. Like I'm not super. I, I don't know buds anymore. They, I never get a good fit. I always just like the over ear better. So I don't know. But I, I agree with you about Kickstarters. Like I want to support creators and cool ideas, but just been burned a couple times by you know, trying to well meaning trying to support you know cool stuff that just never came to fruition. Mm-hmm. What about you, Katie? This uh. Were you cautiously, cautiously optimistic about this? Well, I was disappointed they didn't have mics. Mm. Yeah. That bugged me because I was kind of curious about that because I'm looking for, I, I don't, the Apple ones don't fit. The AirPods don't fit well in my ears. Mm-hmm. So I've been looking for something else, wireless, you know, Bluetooth that I, that has a good mic that I can use for videos because it's just much easier than, you know, using my wired guy. And it just, I saw that and I was like, ah, poop, never mind. <laughs> yeah. So, well, thanks, Doug. <laughs> thanks, Doug, for making us worry about Kickstarter. Uh, give him a shout out, yinslovebarbecue.com. Check out what he's, he's got, he's got a lot of stuff going on over there, too. So, uh, let's get into what else we got here. Uh, uh, Katie, what, hit me with one of your uh, stories down here. I muted myself. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Just like we were talking about, right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, hey, friend. 
Um, let's talk about the ex-Google employees are doing a university for students who may be taking a gap year. Hmm. So I, this was, I thought this was pretty cool. Um, it's there. So ex Google employees are called, I don't know how to pronounce this. It's like an ex an oogler. So Zuler, Zuler. I think it's just ex, ex Googlers, right? Yeah. That's, a, I'm not sure that's not, I've seen it uh, so they're, they're doing a whole school. It's an eight weeks course and they have ex employees and current employees of Google teaching these classes, uh, like with things that like how to optimize your LinkedIn profile to, um, you know what what how to get a job in tech how to present yourself uh you know basic you know getting yourself out there and how you should be marketing yourself but it, it's nice for like a gap year because a lot of students aren't sure if they want to go to college this fall because of everything going on with the virus they want the full experience which is, is an amazing you know when you go to college it's a fun and exciting experience but whenever you're doing it online it's not the same exact thing so some mm-hmm. students are opting to keep themselves out for a year and that gap year, and now you can actually do something while you're doing that. And uh, but it's, it looks pretty cool. Like I was disappointed that only juniors and seniors can uh, participate in it because I was like, oh dang, can we sign up for some of this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that would be neat to. And there's like a, an ask me anything with fellow university recruiters. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff. Like I was reading through this article that and that I thought was really neat, and I thought would really you know because a lot of people don't want to just you know students don't want to just sit around and not do anything this fall and then they could still learn things but i think it's pretty cool even just like how to pitch yourself in a zoom call i like that one nice nice <laughs> I, yeah a just lot of don't cheat on your interviews don't cheat on wait what do you mean cheat on your interviews I, i've heard numerous people like saying their video doesn't work during video based interviews and then all you hear is clicking and clacking because they're googling answers to questions questions. and then kind of like hemming and hawing at the answer until they find the right page Mm. (laughs) and then just regurgitate recruiter or any interviewer who who has ever done an interview i feel like they'd probably catch on to that but like it's sort of an evil genius idea but you gotta be better than you know hearing the sounds of your typing and looking for the answers if you're gonna do it like go all in right Jeez. laziness <laughs> so what's going all in is that like having a second computer and yeah like, you, like get, you, get, you, you have it you, you have your administ- you have your ai assistant of choice like yeah. listen to the interview question yeah. and then you, robot you, right yeah you, exactly you, like you know the ai will transcribe the question for you while you're like oh that's a really good so here's the thing when, when i ask someone a question as a reporter i know when they're stalling because like, well, that's an excellent question. I'm really glad you asked it. That's such a stalling tactic, but like a lot of people don't realize it's a stalling tactic. So that mm-hmm. right there, as soon as he asks you the question, then he's, oh, that's a really good question. I'm really glad you asked that. Obviously, you know a lot about this topic, and meanwhile, you're looking up the answer. So like, you got to find those little techniques to make it sound like a normal conversation. But if you're just going to sit there and Google answers, and the person can hear you, you're really not put it. Like, you may as well just go on camera and. You know, <laughs> So you, so you have your Google Glass because we because yeah. because yeah. of course you still do and you just go and you just go tap oh what was da 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 da, da and then the answer is automatically rolling in your ear and you just repeat it 
So I would never do such an underhanded thing just for the record. I just want to make sure you're making it sound like I know all these ways to cheat on things. Like I definitely would never. But then hilariously, it gives you the wrong answer. Oh um, because it's about computers, but it tells you, then you look really because good. turns cross over, it's actually about like cleaning your bathroom and it's really awkward. Uh, <laughs> well, or or you friend. just start blatantly reading it to be like, well, let me tell you what I found on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Webster so, defines. <laughs> well, off the top of my head. Sure. <laughs> Oh, geez. Well, uh, we should probably touch base with uh, the Epic. Get your popcorn ready. What are the, what's the latest in Epic versus Apple? Jeez. Oh, uh, if, you know what? But I'm ready for this. You, like, 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 Kim, you you followed tech for a while. I mean, obviously, right? You you remember the days of, like, what's happening with this, this patent war situation yeah. with Oracle and Apple and whoever? I mean, yeah. this this is actually, like... This is actually interesting to me. <laughs> it's interesting because I think Epic is making the case that a lot of smaller developers have made for a long time. Like yes. that Apple takes way too big of a chunk that, you know, that there should be a way to, you know, negotiate it, discuss it, you know, make it work for your company rather than just their flat 30% cut of every purchase you make via the App Store. So it's an interesting challenge i i ultimately don't know that epic i mean they've obviously done this big pr blitz i'm sure you saw the video of mocking the 1984 commercial and apple is a bad guy in that one right mm-hmm. and so they've obviously been preparing for this for a while but i think you know we heard the hearing yesterday you know the judge said something to the effect of you know you you kind of created this emergency so it's not really an emergency mm-hmm. you know because they were trying to argue that it's going to affect you know, other developers who are using Unreal Engine and, you know, all of the, they, their argument is, is interesting, but I don't know that it's going to get them that far. I, 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 I think more people bringing suits against Apple like this will probably, I don't know, Apple's got all the money, basically. And they have, they can do this because they have the position that they have, right? So mm-hmm. more companies coming forward in any other situation. You know, if you had multiple companies like Epic or like other big developers who had the popularity to like go toe to toe with Apple, maybe if you had more of them, it might be effective. But I don't know. I, I guess it's going to depend on how loyal, um, you know, Epic's fans are. How many people are going to care about? You know, is this uh, Fortnite is going to make it? You know, is going to be the thing that changes Apple's mind? I don't know. I don't know if they're if they're big enough. I guess is what I'm mm-hmm. saying, but, but it's definitely interesting. I'm glad though that it's finally not just kind of like, you know, I remember Hey.com, that email um, service that came out recently and, and that guy kind of trying to went toe to toe with Apple and eventually works you know, something out. But I think you're going to see more of this. I think Apple is kind of at the point now where the developers are going to push back and say, Hey, we bring value as well. It's not mm-hmm. just you, Apple. It's, you know, we have value. We have fans. We have, you know, devoted customers to our products too. So, you know, there has to be some give, and you know Apple will. I mean, they they kind of deal with Amazon, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, they'll do it. I just, you know, it's interesting that it's it's inconsistent. You know, that there's they'll take a hard stance sometimes, but other times they'll work on a deal. So I think you'll probably see more things. Even if Epic isn't successful, I think you'll see more like this. I think Apple's going to have to figure out a better way to handle this. Maybe tears or something. I don't know, but I think too many people have pushed back too hard so far. 
Go ahead, Jill. Well, I was surprised to see. So Microsoft stepped up and backed yeah. them mm-hmm. for the Unreal Engine only. Not <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. Otherwise, that's too long. I guess we should explain like the Unreal Engine is, is part of this because, of course, Epic runs that. That's what a lot of games run on, including Apple, including the uh, Apple's right. own Apple Arcade games in some cases. So uh, as part of retribution for this or reaction to this, uh, Apple said that they were going to shut down the developer tools for Epic, which includes everybody's access to the Unreal Engine that affects iOS and Mac as well. Uh, any Basically anything with Apple on it, and that hurts. And that's where Microsoft has stepped up because that's like, hey, this is not okay. Uh, yeah, you know, it affects the, so many people in the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not just Epic versus Apple. It's all these other developers. And it sounds like the judge was on the, as you said, I I was rereading her statement. I think it's a her uh, uh, that, uh, you know, you guys created this, but no innocent bystanders shouldn't be harmed by this. Right. So, yeah. Although doesn't it already kind of hurt? I mean, Epic's got to be getting hit by this because, you know, was was there truth to the emails that they claim to have where Epic was trying to reach out to Apple this wasn't an all of a sudden thing and Epic wanted their own store to be, they wanted their own store. So yeah. are you going to tell me they weren't going to take a percentage cut of those companies? Well, yeah, there's that too. Uh, and I think that Epic is trying to portray themselves as being this, you know, we're trying to help everyone. If this works for us, it'll work for everyone. And they've maintained throughout that, you know, they're trying to not just make this change and just cut a deal for themselves, but mm-hmm. that they actually want to change the way Apple does things. Well, so it, there's a lot of emails back and forth. Epic says, oh, Apple's misrepresented this. This isn't really how it went mm-hmm, down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely there definitely were some discussions privately before this all went public. But, you know, I, I, I think it's it sort of depends whose side you're on. Like, do you, you know, believe like Epic is really doing the other really out for themselves? Are they really out for their company or do they have some greater, you know, greater good in mind? But, yeah, those emails were not. You know, they didn't really make Epic look very good. What if they were, to to me, if they were really being altruistic about this Mm -hmm. and they were using their own equipment, there would be a greater cut than 20%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So, so what, so to me, what they're telling me right off the bat is the App Store should take at minimum 10%. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like it's not like they gave everyone 30% cuts. No. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, again, I, I'm going to be really interested to see how this all plays out. Like if it has broader implications or if Epic and Apple, I feel like they'll probably work something out absolutely. outside of the courtroom and yep. have some kind of settlement. We may or may not ever find out what it actually is. But if this leads to more, you know, people pushing back against Apple, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. No, it isn't. Hey, you know, we thought we talked about the limitations with uh, uh, Microsoft's own X Cloud and Stadia not being able to come over, and Nvidia GeForce yeah. is not coming over anytime soon. Like, uh, uh, there's just these arbitrary rules that they won't budge on, and yeah. and 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 they say for the sake of security, but it gets down to a you know that argument of I I I, I spent fifteen hundred dollars for this phone, I should be able to put damn well anything I want on it. Right. Well, yeah. You know, right. I mean, yeah. we, we wouldn't accept this. We wouldn't accept this. And we worry about this on a steady basis on the Mac platform uh, with their gatekeeper situation. Uh, of yeah. course, uh, Downey, which 
funny. I heard about it because of their situation of having of, of their certificate getting unsigned, which is a software to download videos off of YouTube, which I could actually find very handy. Um, I ended up purchasing it last week because I found out about it because they had a problem with the app store. So, um, but you know, like those little guys are getting some. But also, it, it just it's just a bunch of companies that are just trying to get a bigger piece of their already significantly insanely large pie. <laughs> you know, a lot of pie. A lot of pie, a lot of dances, a lot of marshmallow, uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot going on there. I just want my streaming Xbox games on my phone. That's all I want out of this is them to let off on that. But that's okay. That's okay. Because Chilla, remember the Nexus 7? Guess yep. what it runs? Microsoft xCloud. I'm it shocked. It. I'm shocked. Uh, that it that it worked. I didn't have a controller to hook up to it at the time, but I was watching the intro with little stuttering into Tekken Seven with ease. So I am. That's fantastic. Um, of course, huh. GeForce isn't on there, but and, and this thing is running like Android Six. Um, so so that, sorry. Thank, I'm glad I got to segue that one in there because I was really happy that that works. I'm like, ah, I wonder about this. I was reading the I was reading the system requirements on 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 the XCloud beta. And I'm just like, wait a minute, like Android. Five, six. Wait a minute. So I, I, I took it home, charged it up, and batteries fried on it. So you're not getting too far, but still. Uh, so you can't, you can't get away from the wall, but you're good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got, I got to have a tether. So, so how's my wireless streaming helping me? But uh, <laughs> as long as it charges faster than it drains the battery, you're fine. Uh, I don't know if we do well running Periscope on it right now, actually. <laughs> so. <laughs> that, but 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 then again, the X Cloud is basically the same thing, right? It's a streaming something happening. So you know, as long as that's, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Um, it, it was just kind of a cool thing. Speaking of, there was a cool story um, coming up. So GeForce Now, this uh, the their streaming cloud platform, which is amazing, is uh, rolled out a Chrome OS version, which is basically a browser based version. You have to download a client when you're on. Um, PC or Mac, um, and this will play you know stuff that's in your Steam library, Epic Games. There you are, there they are again, right? The Epic Game Store, uh, the UPlay, Ubisoft Store, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, so, so that's like okay, it's in the browser. Why don't we have it on other platforms? There's a nice hack <laughs> that apparently, if you get the right um, plugins to change your user agent on your browser. You can play G- NVIDIA GeForce Now in your browser on any platform, of course, including Linux now of co- uh, as well. Uh, it involves Pocket. You mentioned them earlier there, Chilla. And a, a user agent switcher for Chrome plugin. And then you just set it to a specific thing. We'll have a link in the if you want to experiment with this yourself, I don't know if this would affect much else other than just, I mean, it's just how it identifies. Like when you look for stats for a website and you see, okay, so many Chromes were on Windows, so many were on Macs, so many were on iOS, things like that. But then this gets, gets me thinking, why can't we do the same? Speaking of getting around Apple, why can't we do the same? Could there be a version that's on Safari WebKit that could then have me stream from my phone in a browser? I'm hmm. I'm surprised I'll be surprised if we don't see numerous workarounds. So n- now that the developer license is free and you can technically j- develop just for your device, I've seen multiple people. Yeah. Really? I've seen 
Yeah, but I think you're only like you don't get like multiple device signing certificates. It's something that's like just to you. It's what I was reading. It's me, my iPhone. I want to get started in development, but I don't want to drop 90 bucks now. Yeah. Like you're not going to get to do very much other than push to a device. Yeah. But from like, I've seen a lot of people that have released like pre-built code for, Hey, you want a Game Boy emulator or Mm -hmm. you want whatever. Here's the code. Have at it. Have fun. Push it down. I mean, I think there could even become a time where, hmm, 99 bucks to get all this. That, see, that's where I, I'm surprised this hasn't gone is 99 bucks and we'll give you all of this source code and you can roll your own xCloud app and Game Boy emulator and these 52 other things. Mm-hmm. I think people would, if there was a site that that's all it was, I, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it happen before what Facebook got in trouble for pushing their device management certificate down to unsuspecting teens. So I think we'll, I think if there's a big enough revolt, we'll either go back to the jailbreak days Mm -hmm. or we'll go to here's, here's open source copies of all this. Mm -hmm. Here's how you compile it and roll your own. It'll be because that was the biggest thing. Cause things like, I mean, I, I can't remember what they were, but there were just pro, there were just programs that weren't allowed yet on the f- iPhones, and that's copy why we paste it. copy. I was, was like, like, I was like, copy paste was that a thing? But the feature to copy paste, people were breaking their phones, jailbreaking their phones, circumventing the the the, the locks on it, so I can cut and paste. Think about that. You know, <laughs> I've heard people are selling their phones like for obscene amounts yeah, yeah. because they have. Cut, Fortnite on them. Cutting, so. cutting, yeah, for the Fortnite. Yeah, the, oh, wow. That's fun. It's a fun aftermarket. Um, but no, I mean, you know, if, if this xCloud and, and NVIDIA and, and Stadia become a bigger thing, which I, I think the big test of it will be starting uh, mid-next month when they go public for uh, uh, Game Pass streaming for Xbox, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, why is this on my phone? You know, when my, my buddy has it. So uh, that's, that's going to be really interesting to see. Or is there going to be just a package deal where, you know, NVIDIA or somebody makes their own device, probably based on Android, where, hey, sub- subscribe to our service for a year. And much like Xbox, you can, you know, zero interest dollar, well, zero dollar interest uh, Xbox. S- Here's your free mobile device. Samsung's already doing that, aren't they? So for the for the most part, they're they're, they're doing the the wrap-ins with uh they're doing the wrap-ins but they're not giving away a free device that's true Um, that's true that's what i'm saying or a a zero dollar interest device Um, when this becomes a thing that apple feels the pinch for it then we'll get it like after everybody else and we'll be like cool and then we just move on just like we do we don't remember the dark dark days of jailbreak copy and paste we'll remember nobody's going to need an app store all you need is your browser yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Get back to in-app purchase. Get 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 back to streaming web apps, right? Katie, I got something for your industry that you're very familiar with over there. Have you seen what Stranger Things is doing out in California? Ooh. Yeah. Are you? Did you see this? Yeah, you sent it. You sent it over. It looks pretty neat. So Stranger Things is doing a drive-into experience in California 
believe this is the L.A. area uh, out there, which starts tomorrow, actually, 19 hours to go. Um, I think it's mostly a promotional thing, again, on a wait list. But, yeah, it's a drive-through, including there's, like, the the Starcourt uh, Mall and, you know, a lot of set pieces. I'm sorry, tickets are $59 per car. Duration of about an hour experience that you're going to have. It's a central location in downtown L.A. Um, Stranger Things is not a stranger to this. Sorry. Um, but uh, they they were doing these lift um, experiences where they were jump scaring lift passengers um, for an advertising campaign for one of the seasons of Stranger Things. Actually, that was put together by a company here in Pittsburgh, which I think I picked up somebody from that company that told me about it while I was driving a lift. Um, so, uh, but uh, but no, yeah, no stranger to the 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 different experiences and it's kind of cool but also interesting considering i don't think a new stranger things season is coming for a good while yeah that's what i'm wondering like it's it's cool but is that imminent i feel like there's more imminent releases or yeah halloween horror nights in universal studios did last year was um doing the stranger things like a hunt walkthrough mm-hmm. and it was immensely popular and like yeah. a lot of their badge holders were were the you know, the Stranger Things, and they were selling yeah. so yeah. much Stranger Things merch, and it was just like it's one of those shows where the nostalgia factor is so high, even though it's not really, you know, it's it's like going back and bringing up your dredging up your eighties nostalgia, even though it's not really in the eighties. So yeah, the, the nostalgia factor is yeah, that's always that X factor with stuff like this that you know is going to make or break it. So yeah, it could be a good thing, but yeah. It, I wish there was another season of Stranger Things coming out. Yeah, or maybe there was going to be, and with everything oh, shut down. But yeah, I'm guessing because well, the, did you see the what's her name, Bobby Brown mm-hmm. from Stranger Things? She's going to be in a new Netflix, um, Sherlock Holmes. Mm. Yeah, where she it's it's the she's one like the little sister. Yeah, right. That so, looks really good. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they somehow got through that and they were probably supposed to go back to filming stranger things. And we went on Corona hiatus. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe that, that looks like a good one. Yeah. Well, maybe to wrap it up, Katie, uh, tell us, tell us what YouTube is doing for uh, their, their content moderation here. So for YouTube's content moderation, they're going digital. They're letting the tech do it for them. <laughs> wait a um, minute. Wait, wait, isn't, isn't everything digital with YouTube? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So they're letting the tech uh, look at the um, essentially the videos and determine which ones go against their terms of use, mm-hmm. uh, terms of service. And they said between April and June, it removed more than 11.4 million videos for violating the policies, which is double than what they took down in previous three months. Mm-hmm. Because they had to do this because, you know, we're working at home and there's not a lot of people working at YouTube, actual live humans. So they're using the tech to do this. And so they kind of went a little far with what they were, you know, a lot of people um, asked, you know, had the second look and they reinstated the videos, but they would rather be, be extra cautious than be under cautious, especially when yeah. a lot of, you know, nudity and child safety is a big thing with YouTube. Um, at least they try and cut down the number of abuses, but they, yeah, they were um, about, they said about 325,000 of the removed videos were appealed and about half were reinstated. Yeah. But they didn't mention um, how many videos they actually, like if there was an increase in the number of videos that have been posted since we've all been at home and have nothing to do besides make videos on YouTube. 
Um, yeah, so that's there was, I actually wrote that for The Verge earlier today. Uh, and that was the one question that I had was, was the number of videos actually produced greater because everyone's home and everyone's got a camera now? And so um, what I thought was interesting, because I was like, well, why can't people just moderate these videos from home? Like they, everyone has a computer. And there were two things. So a lot of people weren't able to view the videos because of, you know, filters that they might have on their computers at home or their Wi-Fi at home. Because if you're dealing with like illegal, you know, video content, you don't want to be necessarily having <laughs> that on your home browser and hey, you're going to see FBI showing up your house. And the way they do the moderation is they have it at a special facility. It's not just like any Google YouTube facility because there's so much sensitive information and it's so specialized work that they have to have them in a specific place where there's specific security protocols in place. So it's it's not like they do this in every YouTube office. There's a specific, you know, protocols and security measures set up at, the, at certain locations, not others. So, um, but yeah, the algorithm, you know, they overcompensated on the side of being safer, which is like, huh, maybe more tech companies should err on the side of over-policing a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, but I yeah. Mean, for, as long as they're expedient with their appeal policy or their well, appeal yeah, process, then... They knew they were going to get more appeals, so they put more staff on the appeals process to make sure that things were getting, you know, they knew they were going to get some flagged that shouldn't necessarily be flagged, but mm-hmm. put more staff on appeals so that they could handle the, you know, angry creators. So so I can say um, I've seen this. <laughs> this has been this has been something I've been contending with since COVID started because um, I noticed that, and I thought it was a response of the misinformation issue, which well, well, part of it was, because I know we mentioned COVID a lot in a lot of our stuff because it came up as subjects, so I'm sure we got a lot of that too, but the pro wrestling videos, because um, I have a couple of streams, a couple of videos that go up, and I'll get like ad-limited kind of stuff pop up, or they remove the the, the, the ads, or, or, or I get some other thing about, you know, I got one just the other day that says, um, um, for 18 plus on a, on a match which was seemed to be a typical wrestling match i have another friend um a, a, a women's wrestler she had her stuff pulled for not being good not being uh you know community guidelines so it just like i, I so in multiple people have said the same to me in the wrestling community um and i was just like just just hit the appeal get the get the appeal again do it um this has happened i think a little bit on facebook as well but I think that is more people reporting things because yeah. they don't like it. Um, because I've noticed somebody, well, we do have a friend that, this is a whole other thing, but we do have a friend that got kicked off of Facebook for uh, 24 hours for, for quotes saying America is stupid. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know, somebody just like mm. said you were offensive and you got booted. You're like, that's what happened. Appeal it, you know, just, you know, do it. So if you do, you are contending with this on any, especially Facebook, YouTube right now, hit the appeal button. Don't shy from the appeal button, especially if it seems out of normal. And yeah, if it's they're t- expecting you to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, it's kind of like a, a please. And I think they do say that. They say that in the in the creator account, due to high demand, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like this has been explained if you pay yeah. attention to those things, which a lot of us don't. <laughs> yeah, what they did say was they weren't going to put strikes on videos. Right. You get a certain number of strikes on your account and then you're booted permanently. So they were kind of relaxing the strikes a little bit. That's why they were overcompensating on removing them mm-hmm. rather than putting strikes on people's accounts. So, you yeah, because obviously that has longer term implications. Yeah. So, do, do they make the AI rewatch it and learn from its mistakes? Probably not. I hope. AI I hope. 
But they, they send the, they send the AI over to play Stadia for a while and play some serious <laughs> Sam, I guess, or Destiny. Oh, geez, guys! It was uh, by the way. I'm going to put Kim's article in the in the tag because it doesn't have because I feel embarrassed that I was playing the CNN video at the top and it was like a 1998 YouTube thing with just people falling off of bikes and stuff and getting, and getting hit by cars and i'm just like really really cnn come on so we will we will include kim's article about this where the prominent questions have been asked so yes <laughs> so let's sorry be- kim <laughs> all right <laughs> awkward um but uh kim thank you so much for joining us again and hanging out oh anytime so I'm glad. I, I hope this this means this means you'll be around for a long, long time where you're at, and we don't have to do the what what's your new job next time. Yeah, again. Yeah, so. I feel like I've, I've settled in a little bit. It yes. used to me, and yeah, things are going well. Yes, it's it's been well. We 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 still have that on the on the show. I think like a two weeks ago, one of your articles popped up, and I said uh, friend of the show alert. So so that's been that's been a fun game we've been able to play here the last few weeks. Oh good. I'll send months. you a list. Like here's what I wrote today. And you guys can <laughs> here's the Kim list. Um, <laughs> thank you so much again. Where can people follow you uh, and and find your stuff online? Oh, I'm on the verge. I hang around on weekends, so pretty much anything Saturday or Sunday, I've either edited or voted or was interested in it and. You know, I'm on Twitter a lot. It's, yep. it's kind of unfortunate, but that's why I'm so <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Katie, uh, you're, of course, other places too. You've been giving updates about what's <laughs> been going on with you. <laughs> Kate Marie PGH, mostly on Instagram and mm-hmm. here and there, Kate Utters on Twitter. I'm playing with my phone. It's a 1.3 megapixel. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. Well, what, did, what did I say? The, the, uh, the, the webcam that I have you guys on to see me is a two megapixel so i'm not too far off it's probably from about the same era actually so uh and, and i don't people hold on I, maybe i can show on here yeah there there this is what it looks like to them a much lower res for sure <laughs> so um and of course uh john chichilla chill on the twitters and i'm waiting for for katie to start posting videos from her phone and say look at my cool filter hey (laughs) hey do you have a a text america uh mo blog to uh connect that with at all with your wap browser did did i use the (laughs) yeah with your wap browser did you um oh not eventbrite what was the event kite was that was that the one that was the uh foursquare competitor bright kite bright kite bright kite I remember sitting at a sheets going to a wrestling show with a small printout of the codes to text my location to Brightkite to figure out how to check in at sheets down on uh, on, on Clariton Boulevard. Um, by the way, there was never any service there. Still, still not. Uh, <laughs> uh thank you so much and it, it, it was remember because i just saw the car on my eye uh what the hell is this thing it's some uh this is some uh uh home automation from 1996 and we talk about this as well as the microsoft what was it the microsoft uh home wh- what was it called it was, it, i can't remember what it was it was some kind of phone it, it was, was a, a phone microsoft. it was a microsoft microsoft phone from 1998 i believe there is a payphone involved at one point. We watched the commercial, and uh, it was fantastic. So please, it the, it's the Microsoft cordless phone system. Yes, yes. You can leave nine minute voicemails, which nine minutes. Just nine don't. Minutes. 
Mm-hmm. Fantastic. You can probably look that up, but also we talk about that in that exclusive over on patreon.com slash awesomecasts. And uh, you guys are getting some straight exclusive stuff over there. So thank you so much, everybody that is supporting the show. And I hope you're getting some of that new content and enjoying that as well. We'll see you guys next week. You've been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.